Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Sparkle and Destroy podcast. This is episode 24, and it is the first podcast presented by our sponsor, Stepcats Productions. Filmed in front of a live audience. Now, I'm happy to share a little bit more about Stepcats Productions with my guest, Danielle Bagnall, a little bit later in the podcast, but I hadn't really caught up with you guys lately, so I thought I would just do a little intro, tell you what I've been up to. Gosh, this morning I fell down a Kim Wilde slash Go-Go's hole that was very, very, very deep. Uh, Kim Wilde is the gal that sings uh, Kids in America, and uh, I never really just, like, listen to the rest of her stuff but she's got some really cool catchy poppy songs and I've just been found I've been finding myself um obsessed with her song water on glass and I've probably listened to it like 15 times Dr. Kane was uh complaining this morning as he was making pancakes that if he has to hear that song one more time he's going to scream running out of the house (laughs) so yeah it's been one of those mornings definitely consuming content um Creating, sure, but every once in a while it's good to just fall down a YouTube hole. It's okay. Just fall down. I mean, get back up. Don't don't make your new life down there. Don't uh, set up your your little your little bed and your little table and and like make a new life in your Instagram slash YouTube slash whatever hole. But hey, it's fun to visit every once in a while. Anyways. Uh, what else is going on? Well, um, Haley and the Crushers got back from our tour that took us from Long Beach to Seattle. Some interesting things that happened included, um, a a very grizzled old man with one wild eye coming up to me at the Long Beach show with a picture of me printed out on printer paper, uh, from Facebook, uh, asking me to sign said printed out printer paper picture which I gladly did. Uh, He did look at me with his one wild eye and say, you need to stay hungry. You know, I remember when I saw Shannon and the clams and they were really hungry. And, uh, you know, you're hungry now. You're hungry now and you need to stay hungry. And it was very creepy. It was not unlike a movie where a witch or, you know, not unlike gremlins. I think the gremlin situation was the kid goes into like an old Chinese shop and, you know, it's just like, it was very mysterious and weird. That was very strange. Um, what else? What else? Uh, we played a bowling alley. That was like high on the list of accomplishments for me. Uh, it was actually an, a closed down Chinese restaurant inside of a bowling alley in Eagle Rock. Uh, our, our, um, friend Ben Cabriana came with us, or as I like to call him, Ben Cabernet, because I suck at saying his last name. <laughs> um, terrible person. Um, he came along with us. Our amazing drummer, Gabriel, uh, stayed home on this trip, but Ben did a great job. He uh, skateboarded in all these weird skate parks, including a skate park in uh, Portland known as the Birdbath, which is like the world's cutest, tiniest little skate park. Uh, Reed, uh, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire did try to skateboard in his new red wing boots. And basically it was like watching, um, like the monsters, like the dad from the monsters try to skateboard. (laughs) He was doing that thing where like you go to turn and he was like doing that, like clack, 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 like 
30-point turn on the skateboard. It was pretty cute. Uh, Speaking of Dr. Kane, in Seattle, we had a really rad show um, at the Central Saloon with Wimps and Lithics. And uh, Reed decided he was going to eat uh, a a gyro gyro of mystery meat persuasion, probably multiple meats, and then immediately after drink like 12 beers. And then immediately after that, um, he had a Seattle dog. So I didn't know what a Seattle dog is, uh, but I happily had one as well. It was really good. It had like cream cheese on it. It had jalapenos. Um, I just went for every condiment. There was like grilled onions, grilled peppers, sriracha, barbecue sauce. Like it didn't have to fucking make sense. And it was so good. Um, I, on the other hand, did not drink very much after the show. I was bopping around to the, to wimps and having a great time singing to their lovely song, Other People's Pizza, OPP. And, um, so I was just like, you know, it was like we're role reversal, you know, like normally after the gig, I'm the one that's like, let's hang out and party. And this time it was totally Dr. Kane. Anyways, we went back to the hotel, which my mother graciously got us with her hotel points, like super fucking fancy. This is the fanciest hotel I've ever been on on tour. Um, also we never stay at hotels on tour. We always stay at Airbnbs or people's houses or the van. So that was like kind of intense. Like we were at a super fucking nice hotel with a heated pool. So the guys got to go swimming in the heated pool before the show, before we walked from the hotel to the venue um, in the cold. I wore um, pantyhose under my swimsuit and a large jacket on top of that. And I actually wasn't that cold. It was pretty amazing. Anyways, we go back to the hotel. We go to bed. Uh, Reed and I are in this giant bed. It's like one of those beds where you could roll over like eight times and still not touch the other person, like for people that hate each other, I guess. And Ben's in the other room. And at about three in the morning, I just hear this like really like intense retching, like puking. And I've actually never experienced Reed puking that much before. Like I don't even think I've ever experienced him. It's always me. I'm the one that's puking. I'm the one that ate something weird. I'm the one that drank too many beers, but this time it was Reed and it was super, super funny for some reason because we were in this super nice hotel. He was just like having the time of his life. He's eating all this crazy fucking food. He has this Seattle dog. And I have to tell you, at this point, we cannot even talk about hot dogs without him getting nasty and wanting to throw up. Um, Of course, I decided our latest photo shoot should be at Frank's Famous Hot Dogs and Slow. And I was shocked, but also delighted that Reed actually came back around. It's been about a month, and he did eat a chili dog. So I'm very proud of him. Um, In general, the tour has been great. The shows have been great. Uh, Thank you to everybody who's come out to support us. It means so much to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, We are going to head back on the road in January. We're going to be in Oakland. And then in March, uh, we're going to be on tour with Dirty Limbs doing the California Valley for the first time. So we'll be in Fresno, Merced, Sonora, and Oakland again for some reason. So two Oaklands, and that's in March. And then in April, May, we're going to be in the Midwest. Holy shit, we're doing it. Thanks to my friend Dougie Tangent from the band the putts and devious ones who is basically helping basically booking the whole thing. (laughs) Like he's an amazing person and I can't believe we're actually going to go do that. It's going to be amazing. 
Um, yeah, but I'm getting way too ahead of myself because, hey, it's December. It's not even Christmas, and I'm already, like, on to the next couple months. So this episode is very special to me because my friend Danielle Bagnall is on. I really, 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 really like Danielle, and um, I wish I had met her well, I did meet her years ago, but I wish we had become friends earlier uh, because as I see my time and slow coming to a close, I'm like, oh, I really like her. And I like her husband, Shane. Uh, they're very interesting, uh, eccentric, and creative people. And um, I like to say that Shane is our continuity manager because he has helped out with our um, music video for Blue and Green. And Danielle is, of course, our Mer Crusher. She was our bearded, puking Mer Crusher in the blue and green video. Yes, she's a fucking celebrity. Um, shout out to that video. Uh, we were just named 15 on the list of top 50 videos by Mike in Tokyo Rogers, who was kind enough to spin that song a bunch uh, this year in Japan. So I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of weird, like, Danielle Mer Crusher, like, thing going on over there in Tokyo that we don't know about because let's face it she is basically she's basically a cartoon character and a, she's like a Disney not even a Disney cartoon character she's just like I don't know she's a mythical creature um her and Shane are super obsessed with like tiki culture and if you go to their house, um, they have the, t- the two most weird, odd couple cats, like straight up odd couple. Um, you will hear all about the cats, of course, because this is a Step Cats production. Um, Danielle is a librarian. She's also an artist. Um, she's really into being green and um, cultivating less waste in her life, which I absolutely love and admire about her. And I think you're just going to fall in love with her because what's not to love? All right. So without further ado, um, let me introduce the Mer Crusher herself. All right. We are here with my friend, my neighbor, Danielle Bagnall. A- Sorry. <laughs> A.K.A. Ahoy Mischief on the Instagrams. Uh, A.K.A. Half of the production company known as Stepcats Productions. <laughs> Subcats Productions is filmed in front of a live studio audience right here in sunny San Luis Obispo, California. Subcats. <laughs> this is where I'm going to insert applause. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe some cats. In beautiful Burbank, California. Thank you. In beautiful Burbank, California. <laughs> um, before we go forward, I feel like it is important um, to mention what Stepcats Productions is. Um, because we have it pinned down so perfectly. So many things. I mean, what isn't Stepcats? <laughs> we were in the, um, where did the idea come from? Was it, was it Reed, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire? Or was it your husband, Shane? Well, it was at Madonna Inn. We were sitting at the bar and that girl came up to us. Yeah. The metal lady. Yeah. The metal and lady. She was dressed in metal garb. Like of the music, rock music persuasion. Yes. She it, was perturbed. She lived in her van, right? She lived in her van. She, tattooed, she tattooed out of her van, which I'm not judging. Yeah. But the way I live out of the van is just, it's a slightly classier. It's, it's going to be slightly different. classier. Yeah. And we were sitting there. It was a random night. But I don't, be, I don't believe this story because I don't remember her bringing it up. I thought it was I know she said it, but I don't know how we got started on it. I okay. think maybe she asked us about our cats, like, and then... And then we said, like, we each had a cat, and then we got married, and they 
moved in. We all moved in together. So we were just being like dicks to her, basically, about the cat thing. We were like, we have cats, and then we got married, and now, oh no, it's you no, guys. I, have, I thought it was she. Us. No, she. You asked. and Shane. Yeah. You and Shane. Okay. Yes. Which is true. Yeah, no. we have, we, my husband and I had two cats separate before, well, I had my cat, Lily, who's a boy. Right. But Oh, so Mochi was Shane's cat? Yeah, Mochi, I, I, we were together when he got, oh. when, when he got Mochi, but, um, then I wasn't living, I wasn't living with them I'm at just glad we're getting to the, the bottom of this because we've yes. been, the stepcats inside joke has gone on long enough and I keep forgetting how it happened. So it, that actually technically does work. So Mochi is super insane. What kind of breed is Mochi? She's an oriental short hair. Oriental short hair and she's insane and she likes to eat flies and she's like a fucking and ninja. Touch things with her outstretched we call it her hand it's like her et hand yeah. it's kind of and creepy. then lily is like 20 20 he's like 20 pounds he's super <laughs> he's like fluffy yes. he's a boy but his name's lily because the vet said that he was a girl okay. so we named him lily yeah but yeah i've had he's like i think seven right. maybe eight okay so he's been yeah. around for a while so then the metal girl was like ah oh, ha ha step cats and then we looked at each other and we we're like oh my god it's like step cats <laughs> like step brothers like every like Will Ferrell movie. It's like every like dumb buddy movie. Yes. Step cats. Then we went outside and we saw Dita Von Teese. We did. Totally unrelated, but I think she was our step cat's guardian angel telling us to yeah. go for it. Then I completely forgot everything about what happened and before that's, that. Yeah, that's why you don't remember <laughs> the birth of step cats. What did you say to Dita Von Teese? <sighs> what did I say? I don't think I said anything, did I? What did I say to Dita Von Teese? Did you say you look, look beautiful? Something like that? I didn't say anything either. I don't I don't remember. Oh no, you said you look beautiful to the bride because said, she was yes. there she was there for her friend's wedding and her yeah. friend had just gotten yes. married and was sitting they were yes. sitting together. And then I said congratulations. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I, I said congratulations. You said congratulations. To I, I said you, you said look beautiful. You look beautiful. And then what did we... And we just looked at Dita Von Teese and were probably internally going, ah. I pretty much gagged. Like, I felt like I'd seen, like, a tarantula or something. Like, I couldn't... <laughs> Put in a fun I was like, <laughs> A what? Yeah. And then I passed out. <sighs> that was weird. Then we went to your house no, and we drank. And then further clouded the memory and also talked more about Stepcats Productions, filmed in beautiful Burbank, California. Um... And that's how we got and here. And franchise was yeah. born. And if you go outside of the studio door right now, you will see a uh, Stepcat sign taped to the door. <laughs> and we we're just like two womanly executives in here. We in get our, to decide what yeah. goes. In Drinking. Our, in our, what? This is this is a... Um, it's, it was supposed to be a daiquiri, a traditional daiquiri, not the uh, right strawberry slushy variety. Right. Thank um, you. Which is usually rum, simple syrup, and fresh lime juice. But uh, my husband made these for us because he's really talented with the mixology. I think we should give a shout out to Shane Bagnall. Yes. Thank you, Shane. I know you're going to listen to this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he tested it out, too, so he might listen to this and be, you know. I didn't know Shane drank. <laughs> uh, he enjoys a, a beverage every now and then. Anyway, but this one, he ran out of simple syrup. He used mo it's mostly simple syrup, but he added some of his house-made grenadine. So it's it made delicious. it a little pink, which yes. I feel like is good. It's matching it's Daniel's theme. hair perfectly. Yes. Oh, 
How can I forget? Danielle is also the Mer Crusher in the Haley and the Crushers video. Oh, yes. That will be a sequel to at some point, hopefully. Um, we want to get as Ooh, many. Really? As I didn't know that. Oh, now you know. Yeah. But it'll be Step Cat's production. Um, of course. It'll be a Buddy Cat production. Um, but now I think we should introduce you more to our uh, illustrious audience. Um, please tell me, where were you raised? And tell me about your childhood and how you became so weird. Uh, okay, so I was born and raised and just moved out of last year, uh, Santa Maria, <laughs> California. Beautiful, lovely Santa Maria, California, which is like the barbecue capital of, I don't know, California. And you love barbecue. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> super, I'm pretty much the only vegetarian there, I think, or I was until I moved to Slope, yes. where I'm just one in a bazillion. Yes. Um... And then, how did you get to also? Be such oh, it's a weird also child. where my, where Michael Jackson had his trial. So I got to like, all right, kind of see that going on in high school when that happened. Um, were you always weird? I think so. I mean, I'm an only child, and I'm very much an only child. Like, I feel like I'm pretty yeah. stereotypical <laughs> only child. Like, drawing little I, drawings yeah, in I, your notebook. <laughs> I read a lot. I didn't go outside a whole lot. I'm, like, you know, I didn't do sports or anything like that I wanted Did you to draw? be yeah I wanted okay. to be an artist I wanted to be either a marine biologist because I was super obsessed with orca whales <laughs> still kind this. of am <laughs> but not to that degree and dinosaurs um, don't yeah forget. and dinosaurs she's literally um, a six-year-old boy if I could just be a paleontologist marine biologist go back in time no um and I wanted to be like a Disney animator because I was really yeah. into Disney everything. What was the first Disney character that you were, like, really into? Uh, if you get this wrong, I'm turning off the microphone. And you well, I leave. mean, you want me to say Ariel, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I was, I think I was four when that came out, so I was super into okay. Ariel for sure. I don't know if she's my, I mean, Who I was the saying, one. I love Aurora. I mean, she really? has no personality, but she sleeps a lot, she's so. She's such a basic bitch. She's super basic, but I mostly girl. like her because I like the movie Sleeping Beauty itself, yeah. the artwork uh, uh, in that, uh, like yeah. Ivan Earl and all the awesome artists in that. I do really love the scene where they're making the cake. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, like, fetishized cakes for me for many years. I have like, used oh that as a reference, the original cake, the, the crappy one that she made oh. when she wasn't using magic. Mm-hmm. I used that as a reference for one of my Halloween. Oh. Because um, there's one where there's, like, a wedding cake in it, and it's falling over because they're, like, it's... And a, we should... Oh, yeah. And we should clarify, Halloween is an Instagram art... Challenge, challenge. Kind of. I think a lot of people do their own version of it but the one that I work off is um run by an artist named Mab Graves and how many years have you done this um this is just my second year doing it I did it last year and it was really intense because it's a prompt every day for the month of October and um it's all Halloween based so like monsters and stuff like that but uh I did a drawing a day. That's literally. a good, I think it's a good like learning like prompt to fit in here. Like, because when I always see those, I think, oh my God, that's so cool. And like, wow. But then I also think like, even though I'm pretty structured and have weird goals, I don't know if I could do that. It's, you know, like, does insane. it really, like, how does it push you to like do more or does it make you kind of, for me, I might rebel against it a little, you know, I don't know if you do that where you're like, ah. I think that it helped me a lot because I, I mean, a lot of the prompts were things that I never would draw. I mean, I draw a lot of mermaids, you know? Yeah. And, but 
I mean, one of the days is, like, goblin. I mean, I'm not usually going to draw a goblin, right. but I need to, like, make it in my style and make it cute somehow. Right. <laughs> like, how do right. you make a goblin cute? Uh, Actually, make it that's into, nice. Like, like a brain teaser. Yeah, yeah. And, and this year's, there was a goblin prompt, and I made her into a flower girl for, like, right. the wedding. Or, no, ring bearer. Uh, for the wedding, because goblins love gold, so she was, like, the ring bearer. But, um, yeah, last year I got kind of, like, almost emotional about it just because it was so stressful. Like, I had to—we were on vacation, and yeah. I was taking my stuff with me and trying to finish these things. And by October, like, it gets dark pretty early. Yep. And yep. I have to take the picture before the sun goes down, yeah. you know? So it's, like, an extra... And, and plus, I have, like, I stage them. It's not just a drawing. I stage them on, like, a certain background right, that right. has something to do with the picture. Right. Like, one of them I put on a bunch of melted ice cream <laughs> and, like, take that picture before, you know, it gets soggy oh on top of this ice cream. I've, I've, I've experienced this craziness firsthand with some of the drawings you've done for the band. Like, you had a little one of me on a pizza. Yeah. And, like... It's funny, like, you. it may sound insane, like, what you're saying, but this is no different than self-imposed rules that, like, any artist would put on themselves. Like, I, I do this shit to myself all the time, as you know, where I'm like, I'm going to write this many words this month, or I'm going to, you know, finish this song in this weekend, and it has to be done, and I'll stay up and I'll work on it like a f- crazy person, you know? And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the stress is good. Um, also like the, like you were saying, like the teaser nature of it, where, like you said, like how do I, it's like almost like, how do I make a goblin cute? Mm -hmm. Um, it's good to push yourself out of those comfort zones. Yeah. I think, well, I think it was good that I did it every day last year because it actually forced me to finish everything. And then I put it all on one, like they were characters that were part of a story. I made mine beach themed. So it was Drawing Beach. And um, kind of like a 50s, you know, or 60s, like bikini beach kind of thing, but with monsters. Um, But this year, I wanted to keep doing the beach, but I was like, oh, I'll do it in a wedding. And this time, they set up the prompts to where it was more, it was easier to put multiple prompts different days together into one piece. Right. Yeah. So I did far fewer and I still haven't finished it. <laughs> I know. It is the end <laughs> of November. So I I have like four more to do and then then I'll be putting it on a big, you know, yeah. piece all together. But I haven't. This sounds so. Do you realize how crazy this sounds to certain people? Because it's like, it's not life or death. You're not getting paid. I know. There's like literally like it's not about the likes. It's not. It's just the insanity. And I love having the the finished products. Yeah. And I and I'm enjoying it in the moment, but getting the motivation to start it. What you're talking about to me feels like when you start writing new album or or even like a new story or something. It's always like the blank page, and it's always that like. Daunting. It's the motivation, but I mean that's why I like to do the podcast because I think there's a lot of people that feel that way, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah, we'll get through it. it but will um, be finish something. I'd love for you to explain a little bit about how you do your art because I've never seen anybody do art so like you do like these little teeny tiny like I never knew until I finally saw them like in person like oh they're so little and they're like all drawn all intricately <laughs> and, like it's so crazy to me um because I mean I don't even know it just seems that seems limiting but for you it's like that's freedom like you love a smaller canvas and you couldn't probably do a larger can or you don't want to do a larger canvas I have but not a whole lot and I don't usually and, like, like how the outcome happen? of it that much 
I don't know. I think maybe it has something to do with, like, being a kid and sketching, you know, on whatever I had. Like, I'd be at my parents', like, church choir practice and be sketching on, like, one of the, like, wait, uh, what? (laughs) Wait a second. What? (laughs) Your parents' church choir practice? Oh, yeah. My dad was a choir director for church for, like, 20 years. And my mom sang. Wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. I wish we could, like, splice in a little bit of that, whatever that song was (laughs) they were singing. Um, So, I mean, whatever, like, scraps of paper. But also, I think it, it now it kind of has to do with the fact that I like to. I, I really, once I started putting them, the drawings on something physically, it kind of made more sense yeah. for them to be smaller. And plus, I'm cheap, and I like to <laughs> save paper so I can put, like, I don't know, maybe five or six drawings on one piece of watercolor paper right. instead of using, you know. That's true. All one for each. That's true. I don't know. For some reason, I don't know why, but I always feel like it has to do with your librarianism, which is like... Detail, detail-wise. Uh, librarianism is not a word, but I feel like... <laughs> Libraryosity. It, it's your li- I don't know. <laughs> it's like your like, library gene. I don't know why. Because um, I also think being a librarian is like mind-boggling to me, because uh, I've experienced librarians in my life, and you are, do not look like a librarian at all. Which kind of librarian? Like, public? <sighs> yeah. Mostly yeah. public. Like, usually very, like, nice, benevolent, like, yeah. librarians that want to help you and mm-hmm. help you find the, the Garfield comic that you're looking for. Right. Garfield book you're Definitely Garfield. <laughs> Always the Garfield. Um, that would be the 741.5. Oh, see? Dewey Decimal. That's crazy. That, that to <laughs> me, is very weird. And I wanted to talk about it on the podcast for a while because it just, it just, it's, it's, I know that it's very boring to you, but to me... I don't understand how, like, gets your job. Like, you, like, catalog books and you, like, read to kids. I don't really know all the Dewey Decimals by heart, but we have a lot of graphic novels and comics. Fire. She's fired. So so that's one of my, one that I know really well. But how long have you been a librarian for? Uh, I think, like, six years. Yeah, I think I started in 2012, so around six years. So what are the, um, like, if there was a Ten Commandments of librarianism, but it's just, like, three commandments because we don't have time, <laughs> and, like, that would be a long one, like, yeah. what are, like, how, how do you be a good librarian? And um, how do you avoid being a bad librarian? Because I think a lot of people, like, dentists have, like, a bad librarian experience, and they're, they're like, librarians. They shushed me. They shushed me. <laughs> well, I try not to shush. I mean, I don't like it loud in my library because we have really terrible acoustic situation in there, and, you know, two people can be whispering, and it's, like, crazy loud. What a nightmare. But, I mean, that actually is up to the teachers. I don't, I don't enforce, like, quietness so much, but... How does um, one enforce it without shushing, though? Uh, all I have to do, I've had to yell maybe twice oh. ever, and if I do that, like, no, like, it blows their mind. Like, not yell at them, but if they're, you know, so loud. Yeah. I'm like, hey guys! Wow. And they're like, I oh my gosh, Mrs. B, like, yelled. I, I can't, can't believe it. I can't even but imagine. I, but as a rule, I don't yell. Um, I just try to talk to them like they're people. I mean, it sounds really obvious, Whoa. but I, I mean, I like being in the library rather than like people always ask me oh are you doing this to get into teaching I'm like no I don't want to be a teacher I mean I do some of the same things as teachers might do but I'm kind of like the fun aunt like yeah. they come in to see me for like yeah. half an hour ish and then people like the library go. yeah I mean I think 
And we have a really nice library because I'm at a new school. This is our, I think, fourth year. So I started there, which is cool. I got to open it myself. And I didn't choose, like, the collection to begin with. But now I'm kind of every once in a while choosing things. But uh, to get back to the commandments, I think... Wow, you brought it back. I was yeah. let that go. I, was, uh, I literally I mean, forgot I that I asked you for yeah. three. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> um, I... I think so. So quiet, but not shush, would be the first one. Like, well, I don't. I wouldn't say that's take the first control. One, I don't. Okay. Okay. No. I think it's more about help. I mean, like you were saying, like helping everybody find what they're looking for. I mean, that's why you're there. I think a lot of times it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking, "Oh, I'm here to take care of these books and make sure everything comes back," and I am, and that's what my school district wants me to do. But it's also really important to care mm-hmm. about what the students are looking for or the staff. Sometimes they have teachers that are coming to look for. And, you know, helping them find what they need and giving them that access because a lot of our kids, like, they can't even get to the public library. So this oh, is their own yeah. only, like, this, I, especially at my the school that I started with that I um, was at before this one. It was really low income. A lot of the kids, their families didn't have cars and we were miles away from the public library so i mean they might have zero books at home and this is their only opportunity to be exposed to that so i mean i just mostly it's the important thing to me is to make it kind of like a safe space for them to get them interested in books i mean a lot of the kids you know aren't particularly interested in books to begin with but if i can help them because find it, something like I've that heard that books aren't even in. you know a thing like, within, like I mean I know a lot I thought books were being like a, you know outlawed and they were extinct yeah, they're, now they're yeah totally criminal books but um, we don't have a lot of ebooks at my school I think a lot of higher income schools have that but we just don't it's not something our kids are really yeah exposed to that much. I mean, a lot of them don't have computers at home, yeah. too. So, I mean, it's they're not going to be able to read, or devices or whatever, where they can use that. But, uh, I don't know. My kids are still super into books, it, uh, for the most part. That's great. And what's the third commandment? <sighs> third commandment. Thou shalt not leave nudie, nudie magazines in Just the... bring your books back, man. Bring your books that's, back. That's for them, though, for me. It's it's hard sometimes. Have you ever, like, when you were younger, did you ever have a library book that you never returned? I don't think so. Shane's really bad about And you haven't lived. Let me tell you, you have not lived. It's Do you have, very, like, a 20-year-old fine that's, like, $1,000 at this to, point? Yeah, I used to have one, but I don't know. I rid myself of the burden somehow. We only... We don't charge fines for, like like overdue fees or anything like that we just we just charge if a book is lost and it's not I think a lot of people think it's a punishment but it's just so we can replace that book if if nobody pays for the book then we don't get that book again we there's no like library jail or like no I mean you don't have to like write you know I have one kid at my school that came to our school when it opened with two fines oh it went with him and I mean I had a lot of kids like that but most of them paid it off 
because I'm pretty good about like reminding them but I don't know what the issue was with her but her mom kind of refused to pay and she came to me one day and was like my mom just throws those letters in the trash just so you know like oh cool but I'm required by the school district to send them so I've been please tell me you went to her house no she still has the fines she was in second grade and now she's in fifth grade and she still has the fines justice for the library yeah. books bring but, the money back yeah, people. I mean it's do you just, stamp the books like with that stampy stamp I don't uh well the district at the at the school district they do like the processing and stuff there they have a stamp that they you don't have a stamp use that says like Santa Maria you know Benita I always school like district, the stamp but I don't know. I think the stamps were for like cards, though. We don't use the we don't use the oh the cards, cards anymore. Yeah. Do you like the smell of books? Yeah. Usually, it depends. Some of them just smell weird. Like yeah, they do. Like old old books smell maybe. Yeah. But but a lot of new books just smell super chemical. Like plastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a smell. It's a thing. It's a required thing. Or like Cheeto thing. stains if you're at my school. I have like a beginning of the year spiel where I'm like, please don't eat food or drink, you know, yeah. anything with these. Please, please don't. I specifically say, please don't eat hot Cheetos because they leave stains. I was just going to say that. Please. They leave stains. Mrs. B says, and please I don't always, eat that garbage. I always have Cheeto stains, like one, at least one a year. I'm like, really? Why? Why though? I can't even imagine eating Cheetos and then wanting to touch a book. No. I would feel so dirty. No. I would feel so dirty. Just lick that crap off. Just wash your hands. Yeah. Um, But do your kids know that you have a secret identity as Ahoy Mischief, the uh, superhero? I don't think anybody knows that, except now they do. Okay. Whoops. (laughs) So at Dr. I don't, I am not her. I know her. Oh, you know her. I'm sorry. God, I'm so bad at, like, (laughs) I always reveal people, like, Pineapple King. I did the same thing. Darn it. But during Dr. Kane's free comic book day, I think that's when it was. Yeah. Um... You showed up in your outfit, and I just thought you were kidding. Like, oh, you have the, you have this alter ego. Ha ha. I totally thought you were kidding. And then you showed up in the outfit, and... (laughs) The, the premise of a Hawaii mischief is that she eats people's French fries. Just snacks in general, but mainly French fries. Mainly yeah. French fries. Ma- mainly what mainly other French fries. what other snacks would be the chips for sure? Chips. Anything potato. All right, you like chips? I forgot. Candy. What about a, a, a nice bag of like gnocchi, like wet, just wet potato gnocchi? But, I mean, would you just eat it? Yeah, would you? As it is, would I might. I actually like cold food. Like, okay. I like cold pizza. I'll eat cold pasta. Like. Shane thinks <laughs> and I can see from your face that you also do well but, I mean I don't prefer okay, it necessarily no, but I'm me, cool with it I think I'm just disgusted at myself because I'm like internalized some like things that happened to me when I was a kid so no, I'm just I'm bringing getting, things no, back <laughs> my I told my mom I wanted her to cook me ravioli for lunch but cold ravioli and put it in a little sandwich bag I like cold ravioli <laughs> So I would literally eat cold raviolis from a sandwich bag, oh. and I, and people were like, "Ew, what's wrong with her?" Poor baby. So I Haley. think my I think my my face was more like, "Oh God, I, I'm a freak too." <laughs> I'm a freak too. I won't lie. I ate um, <laughs> part of my lunch yesterday was a raw stock of broccoli, <laughs> like just the, just just the stem because we used the top. I was like, I'm not gonna waste that. Speaking of zero waste, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, segue. So you're obsessive, and and that's good for the environment. Yeah, because I'm helping. No, it's great. Of. But even the people that all want to be zero waste can't 
do it as well as you do it. You do it oh, very they well. Totally can. Mm, they could, but you have a special extra. You have to want it. You gotta have to want it, and you want it. You want it bad. I want it hard. I. Can <laughs> <laughs> that be my tagline now? <laughs> I want it hard. Well, you really took this in a different direction. I'm very proud of you. Zero but, waste. Um, you are very, very zero waste, and I do appreciate that. And I want to be that. I try, but. Well, I think the new. Yeah. I think the zero waste community is kind of trying to get away from the term zero because zero is really daunting and it's also impossible. And triggering. Yes. If you're obsessive. Yeah. So, (laughs) and it makes people feel like crap, I think. It It makes makes, me feel like crap. It puts people off from wanting to try. Can I just be less waste? Yeah. I call it it minimal waste. Yeah. I want to be less a piece of shit. Can I just be less? better. Like 5% less of a piece of shit. Yeah. Like the people, like the big, like hardcore or zero wasters or like here's my year's trash in a jar so like, yeah that is impossible no it no. is impossible well, I mean not for them I guess yeah. but I yeah. mean there's kids at my house sometimes so I know and life <laughs> and does yeah. yeah and I don't I if I were on my own by myself yeah. like an yeah. island I would probably try to do the mason jar full of trash thing yeah but I don't I feel self-conscious trying to be that way. Like, I'd probably be vegan, too, if it weren't for, like, people around me. Yes. (laughs) Like, being judgy or feeling stressed about it. Yep, yep. So, I'm I'm getting better about it. I started... I started kind of getting into zero waste about a year ago. And so right at, I think it happens with everybody that gets into it. Like they're really committed to like, I have to have no trash. Right. And it's, it's super, super impossible. (laughs) So you just have to, the whole, I, the idea, one of my favorite, um, zero waste bloggers is Catherine Kellogg. And she has a blog called, um, going zero waste, which is nice. It's like the process going Mm -hmm. zero waste with all like easy tips and stuff. And she's all about, um, just trying your best over perfection because yeah. perfection doesn't exist. But this, that's not as exciting for people. Like, I know. And but Can you give an example of a time when you were like almost there but then like something happened and you just had to like let it go? Um, I mean, I really like chips. So every True. once in a while it'd be like, oh, but chips. I don't usually buy them for myself, but... Like, if I show up at my parents' house, I'll, like, eat half a bag of them. Well, if I bought that, I'd be creating a lot of waste, and I am creating a lot of waste. But that kind of thing. Or, like, oh, I don't, I can't think of a specific time, but I know a lot of times Shane would be like, okay, you're, you're just stressing yourself out. This is, like, not, you're not having fun doing this. So maybe just try your best and don't freak out about it. Like, I'll just be like, oh, I won't drink anything at this party because all they have is right. plastic cups oh, and I didn't God. bring my mason jar. I mean, I bring my stuff pretty often, yeah. but sometimes I forget. And I don't want to, you know, not eat a snack or something or yeah, that's have like, to eat it awkwardly the over the table. That's the weird line. Down my face. I, and I don't mean to talk badly about anyone who is a vegan or anything like that, but I do notice it does alienate you in certain ways when you are super zero waste or your any restriction yeah. at all is going to be so hard because people are going to just it's just chafes it chafes against what the world is right now yeah and it's not a bad thing and i don't ever want to make people feel like me doing that is me yeah. judging them because no. i don't care like i don't care like i mean sure i want people to want to create less waste but i'm not going to 
say, oh, you have a strong, like... Yeah, you have you have your boundaries, and other people have their boundaries. And, I mean, a lot of people... I think the straw band thing, like, I and think that's it's cool. Only, that's not everywhere. In so a that's way. In, we're talking about in San Luis Obispo, California, the Yeah, straw but band. I think some people legitimately do need straws. Like, people, people with... Um, disabilities. Disabilities yeah. might need that straw, like... Just make it to where it doesn't automatically come. I do get really annoyed when I get like a I glass know. of water <laughs> and like that I didn't ask for and it has a straw in there. It's just like I, I mean I can't blame them. Yeah. It's just what they do. But when you go to other places in Europe and stuff, that doesn't happen. I feel like it is sort of an American thing of like you expect to get this glass of water with the straw and maybe that those things will change. Yeah. You know, as we be. get more conscious of like how it's impacting the environment. Yeah, and I think just pushing reusables is yes. really huge helpful i mean if everyone not everyone but if people were more inclined to bring their own glass or you know bamboo or stainless steel straw then yeah. i feel like yeah, it'd why? be big help it's not hard i have one in my purse i know you came, <laughs> I have like three in my purse she came with two cups i did actual and a cups. whole thing so it, it can be done for sure yeah if you have the means. I mean, not everybody can afford to do it. It's definitely a privilege. A position of privilege. <laughs> that was the part of the interview where I decided to use our super secret uh, code, which is me winking, so that we would know it was time to get refills on our cocktails. But of course, I winked at the wrong time, and my wink was pretty dumb. I don't really know how to wink. Without further ado, I'd like to let you know that we are sponsored today by Dr. Kane's Comics and Games at 778 Marsh Street in downtown San Luis Obispo. Comic books and crappy merchandise. Come down to Dr. Kane's for all your holiday and Krampus needs. Wow, these German gummy bears are really good. <laughs> Where did you find them? Uh, I actually did not personally find them in Germany. I did last time we gave you guys gummies, oh. but um, our friends in Germany right. always bring us gummies every time they come to visit. So, like, and I'm not talking like a few bags of gummies. No, a giant box full of like forty yeah. bags of. That's why you've become gummies. synonymous with gummies in my mind. I feel like every time we're at your house, it's I feel sick afterward. Yeah, because <laughs> I eat too many gummies. Well, it's probably are more like of a normal gummy mm-hmm. like consistency because they're not vegetarian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine are just like the vegetarian ones are like fruit snacks, mm. which is okay, yeah. but it's not really what you're, what you're looking you want in a fruit gummy. snack or like. I don't know. Sometimes you want one of those like real fruit juice snacks, and it, they're like it tricks you into thinking you're eating something healthy. I don't know. So that's yeah, always and fun. I like the weird texture. Um, but what do you think about? <laughs> what do you think about gushers? Gushers. Oh my gosh, I haven't had gushers for Where do you fall on the line? Ever. I don't <laughs> This is another soundbite. I you don't are... love things bursting in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, I If you don't like things bursting in your in your mouth, you don't want to eat a gusher. Yeah, it's not I think I maybe had them maybe twice. Okay. And I was like, eh, I'm good on gushers. What about warheads? I love warheads. I love really sour stuff. I'm all about the sour everything. I haven't had one of those in forever either, but... Do you ever get the tongue bumps? Not lately. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a weird thing to ask? I don't know. Like, oh, from sour stuff? Yeah, from sour stuff. I'm sure I have. I don't recall specific occasions. But no no gushers. (laughs) What about Dunkaroos? I like Dunkaroos, yeah. 
Okay. Because as old millennials, like, these are I all candies. Remember. These are snacks of the old millennial generation. You know, one thing that I always of. wanted to get, but my parents would never let me, but were actually gross, and I think I just wanted them because they were cool, were the um, Squeeze-Its. Oh, my <laughs> God. Was that a yogurt? No, they were, um, like, a drink, and they had weird shapes. Um. They had, like, Ghostbuster ones, I feel like it's... A, or, no, that was high C. But, um, yeah, they were, like, squeeze they you were plastic, them? like, um, weird curvy bottles with, like, a plastic yes. cab on the top. And they tasted disgusting. I think I had one once. And, and I was like, but why do I want this so badly? And because the tactile pleasure of squeezing the fucking squeeze And some squeeze of them had faces, I think. But then they're like, can we just agree, though, there faces? was literally three sips of liquid in each squeeze-it? Like, you Probably, would have it, and yeah. then you'd be like, huh, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to it? Also, that's, like, the most wasteful thing you could have ever oh, yeah. eaten. Yeah. So well, good thing my parents never actually bought me. Yeah. Wasn't there like a tab on the top? Yeah. You like it was just so satisfying. You yeah. Twist it and it would just mm-hmm, like tear and then you off. would it was thick plastic and you would just squeeze it yeah. and it would just like three sips. It was disgusting though. Ooh, yeah. Really bad. What about Otter Pops? I like Otter Pops. Otter Pops and Squeeze It seem similar to me. They're, um, they're just Shane and the kids really yeah. get those pretty often, oh, but I don't God. partake. You know because I know because of reasons. Because you don't like fun and you're a mean like yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> I shush, I shush the Otter Pops. Uh, please no Otter Pops in the library. Um, uh, we don't want to talk about this. This is this is going to make me accountable for my actions. What? Phone usage. Um, oh, yeah. I've been, like, I'm addicted to my phone. I'm addi- As are, like, most people our age and not oh. our age. I and feel like everyone. I feel like I'm in a constant battle for, like, power over it and it's so annoying but i know that you've done some stuff lately that's been useful and maybe you can share it with our listeners sure um i mean it's totally it's i feel like it's legitimately an addiction it is i mean it's sets off those dopamine you know Mm -hmm. all the same chemicals you get from like a drug you get from being on your phone or anticipating being on your phone Mm -hmm. so um i think it was actually on like a zero waste blog i saw this girl was reading this book um I think so how to break up me. with your phone yeah I've oh, read I didn't it bring it with me I can't remember the author but it's called how to break up yes. with your phone yes so I was like oh that seems interesting and already I'd kind of been trying to limit it I started leaving it at home a lot when I'm you know if I'm yeah. not driving or needing any you know if I don't think I need it I'll leave it home um but I started reading that book and then I'm on I think like day 11 of the challenge because it's the first part the first half of the book is all about right the you know the yeah, information behind like then the science the yeah. studies behind how felt being on your phone and phone addiction and everything affects our brains yeah. in negative ways and um, the second half is like an actual challenge, like an exercise. Right. Like day, I didn't do day any of by the challenges. Day, day by day, very you know, every day has its own challenge of ways to. But what not you, not. Yeah. I mean, it's a breakup, and then there's a makeup because right. obviously we need our phones, and they're awesome tools, yeah. and they're really important. How's it been going though with the? Um, pretty the good. I mean, I've. I think uh, last week, I, I had to take a week, a week off, actually, from it because um, I had to help my husband with some business stuff, and I needed, like, access to Instagram and stuff, and then, like, Thanksgiving came, so I wasn't actively doing the challenge, even though I wasn't really on yeah. the phone that much, and I, I, one of the first, I think the first challenge is to install, like, an app that tracks oh, your phone usage. Oh, yeah, I hate that thing. And... 
it went way down. I mean, on the Saturday Ooh. after Thanksgiving, I was on my phone for 10 minutes. Whoa. Like, wow. I mean, it made sense because, like, we had people, we had my family over to my house. And yeah. I didn't feel the need to be tethered to it yeah. at all. But um, I think it's going pretty well. Okay. Some of the stuff, I mean, I'm probably not going to implement. Yeah. Like, there's an app. Like, it says install an app blocker. I feel like I don't really yeah. need that. The only thing that really sucks me in on my phone phone i would say because i don't play games or anything i'm not yeah. on a whole lot of social media but instagram is like just Dude. a black hole because oh you God. could you could seriously just be sitting in bed when you wake up and be like oh three hours later I here know. i am and i don't even know this person and i know everything about them now yes. and like yes <laughs> so i and i and i love instagram i think it's awesome but it's also yeah a huge trap in so many ways it's you know not a realistic view of everyone's life yeah. i i use it as more of like an art almost yeah. like an art piece yeah because I, you know everything's like super curated and i yes. only let certain colors be on it and yeah. stuff so it's definitely not a representation no. of my life at all it's no. just i don't think anybody would say that no and, and if they thought that though they would have to be insane yeah or but naive. i mean it's we we know that about our own stuff but we yeah. don't take that in account when we're looking at other people's I know needs. I know I know and it I mean it can of course make you feel crappy make you feel yeah. like why am I not getting to do all this stuff or why why am I not as motivated as, as this person why am I not producing this much art right like I suck at this you could literally compare yourself to anything in an yeah industry. it could be anything and I and <laughs> I found myself after you know a huge session on Instagram like that just feeling like fuzzy my brain you know yeah so I definitely feel like more clarity in my mind what and is this fuzziness I feel like, I feel like you should done. like we should talk about that more like what is that I just like I physically felt kind of like it was overstimulation I think uh. like and looking at a screen for that long I just like I think it messes with your memory yeah I think it messes with your attention span for sure because that's a good way to put it like fuzziness yeah and I know like I was just talking one of the teachers with one of the teachers today um sixth grade teacher and we were talking about like oh my gosh I cannot imagine growing up with a smartphone you know like I had I my dad made me get like a flip phone when I was in like my senior year of high school I didn't want to have a phone but he's like well if you ever go anywhere which I never did but whatever like we'll be able to contact you yeah phones were for parents how like how do you get homework done how do you like go do anything when you have this like crazy tool on you at all times exactly I already feel like that because I work from home and I don't have a lot of structure so I have deadlines I have to meet I have clients I have to do stuff for and I'll find myself interrupting my own work just to like check to see if like not even if it's a specific like but just like hey maybe someone sent me a message or yeah oh like or I'll be like oh I forgot I have to look up that band I really want to know about that band and then I'll like look up the band and be like oh I'll go on Spotify and listen to that record that I wanted to hear of theirs and then you know a million you know years later I'm just like wait what was I doing I forget that I had a deadline and then I'm like oh crap I have to go back and do that and then suddenly like my brain just doesn't work and um it's I always difficult. I always go on it with a specific yeah. purpose. Yeah. And then I get distracted by something else I know. and I never get to do so that thing. Like, what was I going to do? What I've been doing and I won't say it like I'm not that virtuous that I'm I do it every time but I've been uh using it and I feel like if I'm abusing it I will upload something for the band or whatever and then I will delete the app. 
like yeah, it said. That's really that's really smart. It works really well because you can just sign back in with your um, fingerprint. So. I just hide it really like right. deep in a folder where yeah. I can't like automatically, and I'll change the location of it. So you know, because you yeah. get the mus- muscle memory in your thumb, and you're like hitting that stuff. Like one of the things I thought was. Um, a good idea in that book was to change your toolbar on your phone, you know, take all the stuff off that you're mindlessly scrolling, mindlessly scrolling through. Yeah. So now all I have on my toolbar is like the actual phone function. Oh, like that's can, smart. So everything else is kind of buried. I wonder if you think that I've always thought this, like, do you think that one day, like five or 10 years from now, there'll be a movement that's like a backlash against technology? I feel and like, yeah, I think I'm so. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. Do you think has, I feel like it has to change yeah. because it's seriously an addiction. It's and I don't want to yeah. sound like a, you know, like aluminum foil on my head like you know they're well you are wearing aluminum foil hat, yeah i know so. but i mean but it's a, That's fasc- a fashion it's a fascinator okay it's fashion <laughs> but i don't know it's just it's kind of like how the like the simplicity and mindfulness movement i think it ha- it probably it could God, come out of people. that way i love those people but i hate those people i'm like how are you doing yes that? So mindful, mindful of everything. Everyone's meditating. I've, I've like listened to a lot of audiobooks on it. I'm like, that sounds <laughs> awesome, but I don't know how that's gonna have work. Have you meditated? I never have. See, I don't I don't think yeah. I just don't see myself not having a billion thoughts at a time. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I can clear my mind like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tr- try it gonna. maybe someday. I don't know. I just don't think it's never appealing to me particularly. I think it's awesome that it works for other people, but yeah. I don't know. It's not my thing. Yeah. I I don't even want to go there. I just, I don't, <laughs> I feel like the, the landscape is saturated with meditation things and I just yeah. don't even want to talk about it. Um, so we went to a palm reader. So I thought it would be fun to do, go to a palm reader and I got palm, our palms read for Danielle's birthday and I thought it would be a fun thing to do for a new friend. You're getting to know better. And also, I didn't think about, wow, it's actually a really intimate experience to do with somebody. And I didn't even, I'd never done it. I don't know if you had. Oh, no. Yeah, you hadn't done it either. No. Um, Which I thought was actually really hilarious when we started doing it. I was like, wow, this could go really sideways depending on. It was intense. It was a little intense and it was kind of like, are we like. It wasn't on purpose. What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how quickly. A random person in a you know who's like an empath can like kind of get you talking about your life in mm-hmm. ways that you are not not you're not aware that you're gonna do you know like yeah. I wasn't aware I was gonna go there but I mean it totally was good it was a good experience but it was a definitely like a weird it was definitely not like anything I've done before <laughs> no it was really interesting um and she made us like wish for things like wish what was it she like what hold you on to one to, wish and yeah. say one wish why was I think that? was it two? I think was there two yeah. wishes? Yeah, yeah. You say, you keep one wish in, and then you say a wish. Yes. Um, that was weird. And like the whole palm, like putting the cards on the table, there were like eighty cards. Mm-hmm. Like I thought there would be like three cards. And it, remember, it was like yeah, it was like a giant triangle. It just of, kept or not going. A, like a diamond shape of cards. Yeah. It just like kept oh, going. you're done, right? You're done, yeah. right? No, still going. I can't <laughs> remember what the main card was that I had or you had. I don't remember, but. Was there, like, a tree with arrows or, like, a heart for you or I me? I think there was a heart, some sort of heart thing with arrows. For Did me Did I or write you? it down? I don't know. God damn it. I put it on my phone. Oh, God. <laughs> Actually, I think I wrote it on my phone, I too. Think, um, I'll go look it up. 
I don't but, know. Uh, it was definitely weird. When she didn't talk specifically about the cards unless we asked her. Yeah, right. She, you know, right. she got, she told us things based on the cards, but she didn't actually say anything about what the cards meant. Yeah. Except when you asked her. And I think we should talk about, like, how she was seriously wrong about some shit. Oh, yeah. I have a I have a list of stuff oh, yeah. that she said about me, but Yeah, yeah. That's what it. is it? What is it? What is it? Um, I'm living until I'm 84. She's very specific 84. about that. She didn't give me an end date. No, she, and you asked her, I think, but she I wouldn't tell she me. could tell you. Oh, right, right. Go ahead. I don't know. And then uh, that I would have, uh, the, uh, I think she said that I was new at my career. I was like, oh, yeah, I've been doing it for six years, you know. And then she was, she said that I'd, that I liked it, but that I would uh, change careers, that I'd be doing something creative. But she did say that I would write and illustrate children's, children's books, books, which I yes. liked it. I never, I didn't really think I'd be writing children's books because I'm not like big, a big, you know, I don't feel like I'm very good at writing, <laughs> but um, illustrating for sure. Like it's been in my mind, but I don't, that was I don't remember if she said that specifically though. I might've said something about it. No, I think she brought it. it up. I don't know, but then oh, also she didn't think I was married or that I had a boyfriend or anything, I think. Yeah, or that I we, guess you're coming up, you had those cold, frigid vibes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of hard to read. You I'm are not, hard like, to read. like, as open, you know, as you, but, um, oh, and, yeah, she said, she, oh, after I said, but I actually just got married, like, a year ago, and she's like, oh, well, you're gonna be together forever, and... You're, right now, your schedules don't match up very they well. Said, she said there's something blocking you. I, I that don't was remember kinda, that. It's like, I want I want to believe the good stuff, but I don't want to believe the other well, stuff. Well, she also said, and then she said that I ha- was going to have, oh, my husband and I were going to have two kids. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we already have. Like, he has right. He has a son and a daughter. And she's like, no, you're going to have your own kids. And I'm like, well, that's probably not going to happen. We're not really yeah. looking to have yeah. more kids because they're teenagers yeah. now. And then she's like, oh, no, you're going to adopt kids, a boy and a girl. Right. Like, okay. And then <laughs> She was really all about kids for us. And I then think. I was going to have two kids. Yeah. And I said that one of my th- dreams was I wanted to go to Japan, to Tokyo. And then she said, it's definitely happening. And that was cool. And she said, when? 2019. Yeah. But that's all I remember for me. She didn't tell me when I was going to die, which freaked me out. It's made me think, like, oh, God, it's, like, two weeks from now. Well, she said, you're really, like... <laughs> giving giving person and that like stuff was boundaries like yeah which kind of makes sense i don't know i feel like i've not that i have been giving too much but that there's certain relationships in my life that i've just it's just i don't have time for and i just want to focus on other stuff it's more just like how much energy can you give other people Mm -hmm. you know and that's okay and so i was kind of like all right well i guess I, i Talking about that may have given me some new perspective on it. It's not like she wowed me with her crazy well, at the time, wisdom, I felt you know? like At the time, I felt like you're like, whoa, this is like... I was probably just trying to make her feel super, good. Super, super on. I was probably just trying to make her feel good. I don't remember. Um, Actually, she was on about some things. I don't know. I'm just easy I'm to I'm trying place. to remember. I know you... you d- I think we recorded right after... 
right after that. Oh, we we did? came to your house and then we like talked about it and you recorded oh, it. Oh, I did. It's on my I phone. Okay, it. I'll get it. God, you, should, you have you the should, best memory. You should add that to the podcast. I what should. We talked about. I should. Because I think the guys were there too. I think we were okay. all talking because we were telling them what. Oh yeah. We were telling them what she told us. Oh crap! And then okay. Shane was like, "Oh really?" <laughs> he oh, thought, yeah. like, she's like, "Cause oh no, she didn't say that." I don't know if she said that I wasn't married. She didn't think I was married. I think because you were saying like I probably because I look younger mm-hmm. that I didn't look like I was married or had kids yeah. or anything. But she said like you haven't found your soulmate. That's what she said. <gasps> oh, that was like the, oh cool. That was like really straight to the gut. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think that's true, but thanks. Whatever. <laughs> she basically, I don't know. She seemed but it nice was and all. Like that she that it was like a family business. Like her was it like her grandma yeah, started yeah. it in like the sixties. Yeah. This is the palmist in Pismo Beach, if anyone wants with to the go. Really creepy but cool with bright the, red like hand sign. With that giant palmist sign. Red. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. It was sure. interesting. I would do it again. I would I would do it again. Would you do the tarot still or would you do I would do the other thing. The palm. I would do the other thing. Probably. I would do all the different... the palm? Yeah, I would do the palm. I would do the palm reading. Um, Not the super deluxe one that was super expensive. Yeah. I would do a palm reading. Um, I want to do all that weird shit. I want to, like... I think it's fun. Like, I would do all those things once. I don't know if I'd do it again, but, you know. Yeah. I'd do it all once. It was cool. Yeah. Just one of those weird things I never did. Yeah. Check. Check off the list. <laughs> um, let's talk about lounge loot. Where can people get these cute cocktail um, um, umbrellas? And will you tell me about them? Because I know that yeah. Shane is listening, and Shane would be like, "Oh my god, you didn't How talk about my cute about it? Co- my manly cocktail accessory business." Um, yeah. So my husband and I are both really into like, um, like tiki kind of like vintage tiki stuff. And so one of the things we came across in our collecting um, were, were, like, vintage cocktail umbrellas, cocktail parasols, like the paper ones, you know, that you still have. Um, But they were, like, custom ones. Like, like, there's one from, I think, uh, there was, like, a Japanese restaurant one that had the name on it. I don't remember what that one was. There was, like, we found an Aku Aku, which was a tiki bar in Las Vegas at the start Stardust Hotel, I think, or casino. I don't know. I'm really bad at remembering that stuff. But we just thought they were really cool because they weren't just the standard. And they had like the names. They had the, you know, the logo or just the name of the place or whatever. Actually, I just found recently one from Mr. Softy, like the ice cream. Oh, cool. So it has like this Mr. Softy, like, logo on it. It's pretty neat. Um, So we. I mean, it's mostly, he does all the work. I just post on, like, the Instagram. So, <laughs> I'm like, it's his business. It's kind of our business, but. People can check it out. Um, yeah. So, um, it's mostly right now it's on um, Instagram. So, we do have, like, a couple of our own designs. There's a mermaid one. And there's one of Christian's Hut, which is an old, um, like, the precursor to the Bally High in San Diego. There's, like, the Mr. Goof guy that's on the roof there. And so oh it's, God. like, a really popular, like, I don't know, tiki restaurant okay. from the from the past that's not around anymore, unfortunately. But, um, so we have a couple of designs, but mainly we're focusing on making custom ones. So you can have, like, you know, your own business name on it, your tiki bar if you have a home tiki bar. Yeah. Um, we've had some, like, the 
I had, I think we had one where the wife bought some for her husband as a surprise for his podcast and had like, it's like a rum podcast. Oh, that's cute. So, um, I mean, you can send your art and we can turn it into a umbrella. So oh, I love that. Pretty cool. But the uh, Instagram is just lounge loot. So uh, we have a website, but it's super crappy right now. But you're going to help us with that. I, I am. Think. Totally. So we'll be better and we'll actually have like a store on there and stuff. But right now it's pretty, pretty much just like direct messaging and through it's Instagram. Instagram. And stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're cool. They're like kind of like, you know, little souvenirs. Pretty neat. Well, there was one thing I want to talk about that I thought was really interesting. So, um, you were my mer crusher for the blue and green video that we put out over the summer. Yay. And you did a great job. And awesome. you did some crazy shit. <laughs> I loved it. it was so In- fun. Including um, taking a bowl of Fruity Pebbles and putting some Code Red Mountain Dew oh. into the bowl <laughs> and you totally eating it and fake throwing it up. Yeah. And through my nose, kind through of. Through your nose. <laughs> and I have to tell you, like, I tried to protect you from this. I got comments. I got comments, comments, Whoa, comments. And happened? I protected you because I want you to continue being my mer crusher. But there is a community out there that thinks that mermaids are literally like god's gift to like dudes i think <laughs> i know because every person that commented or said something that was like just rude was like i can't believe the throw up thing oh my god oh my god i know right i mean and i have a beard too and you so I, mean. I know and it's literally coming like <laughs> out of the really, side of your face like it doesn't yeah, even look real it's like super but so it was very puzzling and it was very sure. puzzling for me because we have a lot of really like ridiculous videos so is this like these were comments that like you didn't through like YouTube. go through no i deleted what? them because okay. i was like fuck you yeah um uh, who does this i mean you're on the sidelines yeah, also me. i didn't ask you but thanks oh, exactly <laughs> and the people that love it are like rabid they love it so much and they love that song and i think it's so cool that song has been awesome. played in japan a I lot and i know that um mike in tokyo the dj that's been helping us out like loves that video so i knew it was i knew it was just a weird thing like and i realized because reed and i talked about it for a while i'm like what is it like it's like a weird fetish or there's something. a weird <gasps> oh no area of the community that thinks that mermaids should be seen and not puking not heard puking basically like so wait that actually <laughs> that's actually like their their creed we have a manifesto it's about no man- puking mermaids that's their manifesto but um i just thought that was interesting and like that in the video you're so you're super cute but you're definitely grotesque you're a creature oh, yeah i mean you're making creature. dumb faces you're the whole time i'm face I think, down in the sand yeah and i think people did i don't think people some people could really handle like a punk rock mermaid and uh, I encourage people to go and watch that video because um, Danielle does go, a great job. Go watch me look super dumb, but in an awesome way. <laughs> very good at acting, which is, like, fucking shocking to me that you're good at acting. And you're really <laughs> good at it. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was, isn't that interesting? That's crazy. And I, and I we, mean, who cares? I know. I mean, I mean to but be it's honest, a weird like, I've, thing. I haven't drawn a puking mermaid or anything. They're, mine are usually pretty, like, you know, There's cutesy like and puking. stuff. But I would draw, I now I will draw and a puking there, like, mermaid. puking, like, um... It wasn't, like, real vomit. I was gonna See, if puke it. Was it one I was gonna actually, like, spit <sighs> it out, but you guys didn't want me to, so I did Oh, God. It. You're too hard for. I don't even care. I mean, it I chugged that fake uh, Yeah. Rum, oh, my so God. Whatever. That looks so real. It looks so real. <laughs> like, it was like, co- and I hate coffee, but it was like yeah, co- watered down coffee. And that's I how I knew. I was like, wow. I was like, she's she's totally hardcore. Wow. It was so fun. I, I mean, I, like, I, I don't think we talked about this. Yeah. I, in high school, I started doing theater, and that's my major is 
in theater right. in college. So, I mean, I mostly did directing and stuff, but I did a lot of acting. Oh. But that's, like, I do miss that. I don't do it anymore. I just, I mean. You I, can do more for me. I, I just love doing that <laughs> kind of stuff. It's fun. Yeah, it's you're like good at it. Camp. It's like yeah, if anybody wants to cast Danielle in a movie. Um, totally. She'll send you a headshot. Yeah. Signed. Signed. <laughs> I just have to get one first. From so. Stepcats Productions <laughs> yes. from this office. You yeah, can you can by. contract me out from Stepcats <laughs> Studios. For oh a small my god, fee. Step Cat Studios for a small fee. Well, it's been a lovely hour. My goodness, it went by so quickly. Oh my goodness. Wow. How did that happen? Um, is there anything that we should um, address, or do you feel like we've really, you know, wrapped this uh, Step Cat up? I th- <laughs> that doesn't really make <laughs> the sense. Step Cat is wrapped in yarn. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good yeah i, I think, think it was anything a, else it was a good conversation i mean let's let's end it on puking mermaids i'm cool I, with that i'm cool with that actually i think we should end it with um dr reed kane esquire's version of step cats yes. the theme song which he's been um working on uh while we've been inter- talking so. yes i can't wait to hear it yes let's let reed go and thank you danielle for joining us hey, on, thank oh, you for having me how can i forget What's every that? every interview I ask, how do you sparkle and destroy, dude? This <sighs> is gonna put you on the okay, spot. Okay, I act no because I've been thinking about oh, it. Because I mean, I've listened to every. I, I know. know I sound like a weirdo creep, but I've listened to all of the episodes and I love them. You're my fan. You're my fan. But yes, woohoo! Um, I can't. I mean, I'm so not like destroyish. I think, but yes, just, you are. Just be freaking nice to people. I think. I, I mean, don't be a doormat, but I feel like the only things I really regret in life is when I'm, like, mean to people. I'm just like, I could have handled that in a better way. So just be nice. You never know what's going on in someone's life. I mean, Wise if they're words. being a big old butthead to you, maybe don't be so nice. But you are talking like you're in the library right I now. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just be a kind person. Yeah. That's great. That's what I want my librarian to say. I guess it's not that destroy but it's kind no, of sparkly. No, it is. It's very destroy-y. Because just, you when, know you kill them with kindness? I yeah, guess. when That's you are thing, mean right? to... Yeah, when you mean other people, it bounces off them and sticks back on you. Yeah. I learned that from a sixth grader. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Subcats, over and out. Yay! <laughs> we did it! Yay! You did a great happened. job. Oh, my God. Woohoo! She's not a kid, she's not a kid, so you have to marry the cat cats. Filmed in front of a live audience.